Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another SpringML Salesforce podcast. And today I have with me one of our own employees, Ian Hagerman. How are you doing today, Ian? Doing well, Matt. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. And um, you've been around now for what, close to a year? Is that about right? Yeah, it'll be a year in September. Okay, fantastic. And and can you tell us a little bit about you know your role here at SpringML and the and the type of work you do? Yeah, so I'm a senior analytics consultant here at SpringML. So in that role, I lead analytics engagements in with both Tableau CRM and Tableau, and help our clients be uh, successful with with those products as well as Snowflake and and some other tools as well. Okay, cool, fantastic. And um, you came to us with you know with already a lot of Tableau experience. So you know, just give us a quick you know kind of tour journey of. Uh, your career arc and, you know, when you started getting involved with uh, the Tableau ecosystem and, and some of the key highlights there. Yeah, so I actually came from a kind of public policy background, thought I wanted to be a city manager and was working in uh, local government auditing in, in like 2006, 2007. And a friend of mine introduced me to Tableau and, and we were using, you know, some random tools in Excel to do charts and visualizations and um, kind of just blew my mind. Like, I think a lot of people have that experience with Tableau. Mm -hmm. It's super easy to do um, a lot of things that, that are hard to do in other tools. Um, and so uh, without without sounding silly, like it really did change the the sort of path of my career where I, um, you know, I'd never written a SQL query in my life <laughs> kind of prior to that and just kind of started going down um, various rabbit holes um, in kind of the data space. And so, yeah, I've been using Tableau for, um, you know, over 10 years now in, in some shape or form. Uh, and that, you know, that's evolved from being primarily like the desktop tool to, uh, you know, kind of the full stack in the Tableau ecosystem. Got, got a lot of experience with the, the server product and, and data prep in my last role as well. So I'm pretty, pretty well versed in the product and a uh, uh, big fan and have been for a long time. Cool. And, and you were, you were previously like leading a team if, if, if I'm not mistaken, tell us a little bit about that experience leading kind of a Tableau center of excellence. Yeah. So my, my prior role, I worked for a large uh, senior living provider um, in, in the Nashville area and was primarily responsible for, for establishing kind of a Tableau center of excellence. Um, a lot of folks kind of call them like centers of enablement now. Um, but the, I had a, a few folks like Tableau developers and, and we managed a couple of Tableau servers. And then we had about 40 folks in the organization kind of outside of my team that were using Tableau uh, in some form in their job. And so our, our role is really to kind of um, establish, you know, both the infrastructure and then just kind of best practices, almost like an internal consultant shop, just helping the organization um, use Tableau, um, build out new data pipelines, that sort of thing. Okay, great, great. And then so, um, you know, you came aboard here at SpringML and, you know, that was around a little bit after the time of the, the Tableau acquisition was announced by Salesforce. And, you know, our, our experience here has been, you know, much deeper in what is now Tableau CRM. So now you've had, you know, you've had a chance to see both products and, and become, you know, really, I think, an expert in, in both. So talk to us, you know, just at a high level, like how would you explain um, you know, some of the key differences or key strengths between those two products? Yeah, I, I think it's obvious using the tools, right? That, like you can see their origin. So Tableau, you know, kind of came on the scene like early 2003, I think, as really a visualization product. And it's got a, you know, re really was developed from a best practices standpoint there. And then over time, 
has sort of evolved into what, what you might say is like a full stack sort of ecosystem with their like server, you know, data prep, data management products. Um, but it's not quite as a like tightly coupled experience or platform that, that Tableau CRM is. Um, you know, Tableau CRM, you know, you know, because of its sort of cloud first origins doesn't play quite as well with on-prem data sources. There's some some middleware there. I think that's a strength of Tableau that connects really well to a lot of, um, you know, a lot of different, you know, data sources and databases. And, you know, the development experience is a bit different, right? A lot of folks that, that develop in Tableau are doing that on a kind of desktop client publishing to server where, you know, Tableau CRM, that's that's all browser-based. Um, there's definitely some things in Tableau or in Tableau CRM that that coming from the Tableau weird world, I uh, find a little, uh, you know, harder to do in Tableau CRM sometimes, some things that, that are easy. Um, but but overall, I think that the, you know, the products, you know, complement each other really well. Um, and you can start to see the, you know, the blending of, of those ecosystems a little mm -hmm. bit, the mm -hmm. Tableau and Salesforce. Um, teams are starting to come together and, and integrating those tools a little bit, which is fun to see. That's cool. Yeah. And, and so let's drill in a, you know, a little further there. Um, if you're, you know, either a prospective, uh, you know, customer trying to decide, you know, w whether you would use Tableau or Tableau CRM, or, you know, maybe thinking about transitioning over from, you know, Power BI or some of those other tools out there in, in uh, the world of analytics and you're an analytics manager, um, you know, what, what are some of those different key questions or differentiating factors you might, you know, advise upon as uh, a team looks to potentially transition to one of those two products? Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, you know, one of the strengths of Tableau that, that I think beats almost any product out there is the community around Tableau. I think it's probably unparalleled that, that I've seen, you know, just around a software product. And, and so if you look at something like Power BI, I think it's such a big differentiator um, that in and of itself. When, when talking about Tableau versus Tableau CRM, I think it's a more helpful conversation to uh, to kind of think like where can they play together? Um, we've got some like, great advice. I think Nico has written a blog on you know when to use which tool. Um, but I think in general the you know it's you know, use case driven, right? Where does your data live for that use case? Where does your mm -hmm. audience mm -hmm. live for the use case? And so if you're working with a lot of you know native Salesforce data, your audience is already in Salesforce, like a sales ops team. Um, you know Tableau CRM makes a lot of sense there. Um, you know if if your use case isn't at all Salesforce data and there's, you know, the folks that are going to use it aren't in Salesforce. I think it makes sense for uh, like a Tableau implementation. Um, so I think for most organizations, the question doesn't need to be like which tool, it's it's how can you leverage both, right? I think that they're both, you know, best in class at, at what they do. Mm. Uh, I think finding a way that they can um, kind of work together is a, is a better approach than, than kind of going all in necessarily on one or the other. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. I think, um, you know, that's definitely something that we, we talk about a lot here and, and you, you know, you put it, you know, really well there in terms of how to kind of think about that. So let's, you know, I actually want to draw, drill down a little further also on your, your, your discussion on the Tableau community, right? And, and Salesforce also, maybe not as much for Tableau CRM, it, it, you know, just because the footprint isn't as large, but Salesforce overall in the ecosystem has, you know, pretty strong sense of community as well. And yeah. so it, you know, I'd like, as somebody who has been an experienced user with a, a variety of different, you know, analytics tools through your career, 
Um, where does that that overall depth and breadth of community, you know, come into play, right? Um, so, you know, if you're, you know, in in procurement or IT and just kind of making a very vendor based decision of of a check checklist against, you know, does it have this feature? Does it have this functionality, et cetera? You know, th that community aspect doesn't come out. So. What's your what's your advice towards people that might be making some of those purchasing decisions as to where that community aspect actually really comes into play and actually um, you know maybe it's not on paper from a technical feature perspective but can you know truly make a difference in terms of a successful implementation? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think a couple of things. One would be that there's a number of community and kind of focusing specifically like on, on Tableau because I'm, I'm a little mm -hmm. more familiar with the community there. There's a number of kind of community driven initiatives, things like Makeover Monday, Workout Wednesday, um, just a bunch of different sort of data visualization um, initiatives where where you can like it's it's the fastest on ramp to building a skill set like so makeover monday is a good example where you you take an existing visualization and you kind of redo it you know put your own spin on it and then there's actually some you know you get opportunities for for feedback from some super talented um, folks in the community like um, like Andy Kreeble and, and Eva Murray used to used to run that initiative and, and every week would would provide feedback to you know just tons of people around the world um, workout Wednesday is another really awesome initiative that we're like kind of chat like challenges that get posted each week um, and then you're you're sort of tasks with trying to recreate those in Tableau. And so it just really expands, you know, your breadth and depth of, of being able to use uh, the product. They're, they're starting to do some of those, um, the team that runs that for, for Power BI and some other tools as well. Um, but I think going deeper than that, like, you know, ju just having, you know, there's so many organizations and so many people that are using Tableau, you know, just running into, you know, little bugs or issues or how to do certain calculations. Um, it's, it's almost like Stack Overflow, right? Like you can type, a question into Google, and it's it's likely somebody's ran into the same thing and, and has a solve there. Um, and you know, there's a ton of really great great partners and, and a ton of resources and things like the Tableau Blueprint, right? I think in a lot of ways have morphed and evolved out of content that the community put out there around developing centers of excellence. And and, and you know, Tableau has done a really great job over time of of working with partners and their customers to you know distill those best practices and then put them out into the world for free, right? So you can learn from everyone else's experience. Um, and, and yeah, and obviously the, you know, the user conference is great. Um, excited to get that back in person next year, hopefully. But um, <laughs> yeah, just, just a ton of great resources, a super helpful community, I think. There's, you know, that, I think that's really distilled in. It's just a lot of people who love data and, and want to help other people um, you know, succeed with the tool as well. Cool, yeah, love data, right? Um, so, so if you're um, providing some advice to either, you know, a career changer, um, you know, maybe somebody coming out of school, getting ready to, um, you know, move into the a career in analytics or, or, you know, really even somebody who's a bit experienced and, and just wants to continue to sharpen and hone those skill sets, right? Um, you know, tool from, you know, product to product, there's obviously, you know, nuances and differences of, you um, you know, either languages or just, you know, navigation of, of how to, how to use the, uh, the product. But what, what, what are some of those key skill sets in that, you know, are going to be 
kind of agnostic across, you know, whatever software you're using and really can help accelerate and unlock your value as an analytics um, professional. And, you know, how would, what types of um, advice would you give in terms of going out and honing those skill sets? Yeah, I think something that is obvious, but often sort of forgotten as people transition into data or, or even just in their day to day, like just that like basic, like SQL querying skills, right? I think it's sort of underrated, but just getting really good at, I think both like how do you write queries, understanding how databases work um, and getting getting advanced in your your kind of querying and data wrangling capabilities, I think is, is super key. And, um, you know, especially for folks that might be coming out of, um, you know, boot camps or internships type things, I think that that, um, you know, is a key skill that, that I would look for in a teammate, and, you know, just being able to, uh, query data really well and, and understand how databases work. Um, and that's, you know, cross-platform, right? I mean, there's nuances to, you know, the various SQL languages, but if you can write, you know, you know, an Oracle, you can write in. in mm-hmm. um, I think, too, you know, there are principles in data visualization and, and kind of data prep and data wrangling that, that translate regardless of the tool. So I think focusing on, you know, what types of charts work well with certain types of information, right? Like, that's a skill that... Um, doesn't doesn't matter what platform you're using. You could be building charts in Excel, but knowing um, you know how to display certain types of information, um, and and you know kind of keeping keeping your visualization simple, right? Like less is more, and being able to communicate effectively in a visual way, I think, is not um, not something you need to learn specific to Tableau. But there's a lot yeah. of great resources to um, you know j- just get the basics, and then you can apply that to whatever tool you run into. Cool. And, and do you have any favorites in terms of either, you know, YouTube channels or books or, I don't know, online courses or, or anything that, you know, might be a, a great resource for, for folks looking to get into that a little bit deeper? Yeah. Storytelling with Data is a, is a great book that, um, that, that I refer to often just around kind of general uh, design principles. Um, you know, Edward Tufte is kind of a sort of classic, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Stephen Few are sort of classic mm-hmm. you know, uh, reads kind of in the space. And, and they're great, I think, from a principal um, perspective. I think what I like about some of the books that are coming out now, like Storytelling with Data and, um, you know, some, there's even like some Makeover Monday and um, like the big book, like the big book of dashboards, I think is another really great one kind of focused on Tableau um, is that they, you know, they, they show you how to do specific things like in that, in that tool. So um, th- those would be a couple, a couple of favorites of mine. There's, you know, as you sort of, you know, go, go down the rabbit hole a little bit, there's some, um, some really cool get folks doing some just off the wall things with Tableau that really stretch the product and, and what you can do and, and almost start translating into like data art, which is really cool. Guys like Ken Fleurlog and, um, uh, yeah, like he'd, he'd probably be the main one that I'd refer to. But. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, so, Ian, we ask uh, all of our guests here on this podcast to uh, answer this question. So, you know, I'd like to know what your favorite all-time analytics use case is. And, and you know, this could be something you ran into professionally, something you've just run into, you know, kind of on a personal space or hobby space, you know, it could be complicated, it could be simple, like doesn't really matter, right? Uh, analytics is a broad spectrum, but, you know, what would you like to share with the audience in terms of, you know, your favorite analytics use case? Yeah, I, um, so I was working, as I mentioned, in the, the senior living industry in 2020, when COVID you know, hit the States in kind of February, March, and, uh, you know, that crisis obviously, yeah. like, 
impacted everyone, but it hit that space really hard. And, and we had to respond really quickly. And we, we built a number of just like brand new, you know, data pipelines and, and dashboards that, you know, without sounding grandiose, like literally, you know, save people's lives and, and just being able to get, you know, really important operational information in front of our executives that that didn't exist a week prior, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, that's something I definitely, you know, it was obviously a super stressful time and, and, and a hard time, but I think looking back on the outcomes of that, it, you know, it was a super, um, you know, super rewarding project. Um, you know, in, in general, like I, I like helping companies, you know, kind of discover, you know, new things about their business that, that they might not have known um, otherwise, like things that can, you know, drive growth or, or operational insights. And, and uh, but yeah, that, that one's something I think about often of just the, you know, you forget how fast you can move when you have to, right? And, and yeah. I think it was a great example of just, you know, coordinating across teams and, and, and building things from scratch in, in weeks that, you know, if you were planning them out in, in sort of a, a sprint or something, you might have taken months to do if, uh, if you weren't pressed for time. Cool. Well, thanks, Ian. Really appreciate your insights today and for you to join the podcast. Great. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. All right. Bye.